Every so often, somebody walks in to my world that absolutely impresses the heck out of me. And Justin Smith is one of those people. I kept seeing his YouTube videos. I kept seeing his Facebook ads. I kept getting his emails. Uh, I ended up buying his course and just had a great conversation with Justin that I want to share with you now. But if there are people out there that are like-minded, a lot of people might consider them competition. I look at it as collaboration, and you are going to get some amazing insight from a very special dude in this episode of the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Here we go. Right now is the best time ever to be in the music industry. The opportunities to build, engage, and monetize a fan base has never been easier. So why do so many artists still feel stuck and frustrated? Because the music industry is constantly evolving, and they aren't. I created this podcast as a way to help you navigate the music industry, to stay up to date with the changes, to help get your mind focused on what really matters. My name is Rick Barker, and I went from living homeless on the streets, addicted to drugs, to helping launch one of the biggest stars in the world. I've consulted major labels like Sony and Big Machine Records, TV talent shows like American Idol and The Launch. I co-authored the $150,000 music degree, and I speak at music conferences all over the world. I have a goal, to affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or perform by helping creatives just like you get your content out to the world. This podcast is one of my ways to achieve that. Welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So on the, uh, on the podcast, I'm excited to finally connect with this guy. Uh, he was popping up all over my YouTube channel. He was popping all over my email inbox. He was popping up all over uh, my Facebook channel. And his name is Justin Smith. And he has a, a company called Music Promotion Machine. And a lot of people always ask me, they're like, Rick, why do you look at everybody else's stuff? And what I always tell them is that I'm always a constant learner. And I saw your video and the way that you presented made me intrigued to want to listen more. And there's a lot of people out there and you and I've discussed this, that they're really good marketers, but there's very few good marketers who are also good teachers. And I felt that you were doing both. So uh, first off, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and tell everyone a little bit about yourself, uh, what your background is. And then I want to jump into some of the holes that you've seen uh, in the music industry, especially today, uh, that you've been able to fill and some, some key advice that we can give some of these artists that are trying to figure this whole crazy business out. So Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself first off. Yeah, sure. Well, thank you for having me on, Rick. It's really a p uh, pleasure to actually be able to connect with you and talk to you because I've uh, seen your stuff as well. And it's you know been really intriguing. I'm really uh, glad to finally connect. But just to give you a little bit of background on my experience, um, of course, music has always been a passion of mine. And um, I actually went to school when I first started college. I studied music theory was my concentration for like three years. And then I went on to uh, finish my degree at Middle Tennessee State University. I got a degree in recording industry management and then went on to get an MBA in marketing at University of Tennessee after that. But while I was uh, in school, I actually worked in pretty much every aspect of the music industry you can imagine, from performance rights licensing to um, a publishing company. I actually interned at AC Entertainment, and, uh, which is a big concert promotion company. They do Bonnaroo and a lot of stuff throughout the Southeast. 
and I worked with a couple of artist managers and actually probably my first experience doing digital marketing in the music industry was uh, I was working with Julianne Drennan, who's managing a guy named Josh Thompson, who actually had a couple of uh, hits in the top 10 uh, country charts from his first album. And you know, it's actually- really funny. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I got Josh ready for radio tour. Oh, really? I know Julianne very well. So I was consulting Sony Music at the time when Josh was signed to Sony Music. And they call me up and they go, look, we've got this kid. Actually, he had the little ponytail like you have. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And they said, he's super talented, but he has a hard time talking about himself. So we spent hours. uh, And what I did, how I got him to get out of his shell was I let him interview me. And we would spend hours with him just interviewing me, having to come up with questions. And uh, he was super, super talented. And I found a hole in his story. Uh, He is a union guy. He worked with his hands. He was in the ironwork situation and he was involved with a local union. And I said, let's go out and be the working man's man. You know, let's be that thing. And that's kind of where we came around with Josh. But yeah, Josh is fantastic. I absolutely love Josh. Still see him quite often. He writes for Big Machine uh, Publishing. And okay, I haven't seen him in years, actually. This was a while ago. He's, he's had some hits. He's had some hits now as a songwriter. He's, not do, he's doing the artist thing for himself, but he's not pursuing the major label deal anymore, and he's yeah. having more fun. Well, yeah, I was, uh, I was managing a social media back when managing social media meant uh, replying to comments on my Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, and, yeah, so I actually um, worked – actually, after that, I did a project with Sony – I helped uh, put together a a digital marketing strategy for Martina McBride. And um, that was kind of one of the last things I did before I moved to San Diego in uh, actually January 1st of 2011 moved after I'd finished my graduate degree, moved out to San Diego. And then I got uh, involved with uh, some internet marketers who were doing really well. So I kind of transitioned into that space and I was helping uh, launched some uh, information products and doing affiliate marketing and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's really been my primary focus has been digital marketing ever since, uh, you know, early 2011. Um, now, and in that time, I've, you know, kind of kept my toes in the water of the music industry a little bit. As I was telling you earlier in 2012, so my YouTube channels, uh, youtube.com slash jammob, J-A-M-M-O-B, uh, which is short for Jam Mobile. I had a text marketing platform that I developed for musicians, which, um, you know, text marketing never really came off. So after a couple of years, that kind of, uh, you know, fell flat. But um, I've circled back um, recently to helping apply what I know about digital marketing to the music industry, because over the past few years, you know, I still have lots of friends in the music industry, a lot of uh, musician friends, and all the time they're asking me, like, you know, how do I get more fans? How do I uh, use the internet to get my music to more people? And, you know, every time I have these conversations with them, I would find that stuff uh, that seems so rudimentary to me and so basic right. uh, was just like very eye opening to them. And uh, eventually I was just like, you know what, I need to, you know, put, you know, put this all together and unpackage it in a way uh, where I can get it out to more artists and just really help. Um, as many artists as possible to uh, apply some very basic internet marketing stuff to their music career uh, to be able to start growing a following. And it's, uh, you know, it's 
something that I've gotten a lot of really positive feedback uh, from, and a lot of uh, guys are out and, and girls are going out there and um, you know building followings and using email marketing and Facebook ads and stuff like that pretty successfully now. It's funny. I just spoke at Canadian Music Week and I've got a room of about 250 people and I stand up and I said, okay, everybody raise their right hand and repeat after me. I am a marketer. I said, <laughs> guys need to understand that that's part of your job now. It's not just being the creative. I don't care how good your stuff is if no one hears it. And one of the things that came from that, this guy shot some video and it says the internet won. And Gary V says that all the time, the internet won, it's not going anywhere. And if artists will start looking at that as an opportunity and not as a, oh gosh, I got to go on social media and talk to fans. It's like, if that's your mindset, this probably isn't the right business for you. But if you look at it and say, okay, wait a minute, the store's open 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And if I learn some basic skills, I can put that to use and I can build an audience while I'm sleeping. I can build an audience yeah. while I'm touring. I can build an audience while I'm on vacation. And that's what I loved when I saw your program and I purchased it right away is you were dealing with some of the technical things, but you, you have the same superpower that I have. We're able to simplify very complicated subjects and we're able to do it in a way that helps people understand. It's like, wow, okay, WordPress isn't all that hard. Wow, setting up an email list, man, that, that's not hard at all. Wow, if I can set up something automation-wise to where an e somebody subscribes to get my music and it will send it out automatically for me and I physically don't have to do it, it's yeah. like, yeah, I'm willing to take the time to learn those skills. And that's what I've been trying to encourage artists to understand that in any successful business, there are things that you need to do in order for your business to be successful. If you open up a restaurant, first, you should probably maybe intern at a restaurant, learn the, the goings on, the behind the scenes of what it takes to run a successful restaurant before you go out and purchase one. So artists are just going out and creating this music and then hoping that the world finds it, not realizing that maybe if you included your fans in the process and maybe if you learned how you can bring them along utilizing the tools like social media you're not having to market per se always trying to sell something you're marketing your involvement and bringing them in with the involvement it makes it where there's that reciprocity word that people seem to forget about it's like wow i feel like i'm such a part of this and you're always giving this stuff to me sure i'll buy your t-shirt sure i'll buy a ticket I said to someone the other day, I said, by the way, you guys know that as of today, no one has to pay to hear your music ever again if they don't want to. So when they invest in you, they're investing in that relationship. And yeah, that's what you've been able to do is teach people, here's how you build relationships. It's connecting with fans. I mean, when you're a small, so, you know, 20 years ago, if you wanted to have any success in the music industry, you needed to have a record label that was going to blast your music all over radio, all over, you know, put you on cover magazines and just uh, take a shotgun approach to putting you everywhere possible, just forcing you down people's throats. And then a percentage, certain percentage of those people are actually going to like your music. And then you, you know, have a fan base that way. But now, first of all, not only is that, I mean, it's, you can still take that approach, but it's extraordinarily expensive. But now with the internet and social media and email and you know all that stuff, it's very easy to connect with your fans to start building a following from the ground up 
with a very, very, very small budget. I mean, you could spend like $10 a week on Facebook ads and be getting new fans every single day that are discovering your music and signing up to your email list. And because you're starting with such a small group of people, it makes it very easy to connect and have uh, what at least feels like a very one-on-one -on -one relationship with a lot of them. And those people, um, what a lot of artists really need to understand and embrace is like when you don't act like the superstar, like that you're above everybody else, but if you actually connect with your fans and like build a relationship with them, they're going to want to support you. Like they're going to be buying your album, not because they have to spend money to get your music like it used to be. They're going to buy your album because they want to support you. And the fact that now they have your album is just kind of a bonus. One of the things too, is I think a lot of artists struggle with the fact that they have to build this fan base starting at zero, which everyone did. No one woke up with a million fans. So yeah. they sit there, they want what they see other artists already having, not realizing the work that it took to get there. Right. So when you get five new people a day or 10 new people a day, you should be doing celebratory dances. You know, it's like, because those add up after a while. They're like, oh, I only had five people that watched my whole video today. I'm like, you know what? Congratulations to you. That that's means someone invested time that they can never get back into supporting what it is that you're doing. You should be loving on those five people. Then they'll go tell five people. Then they'll go tell five people. And the next thing you know, you're, it's like I told people, the way that it used to start is, I'll just use guys as an example. Four guys got together, decided they were going to start a band. So then they start rehearsing in the garage. And then they move from the garage and their neighbors and their friends into a small club. And then they move from a small club into multiple clubs. And then they move from multiple clubs into opening up and playing bigger shows. And then they, they create this catalog of music that now allows them to be a headliner playing for 300 people. 500 people, then it turns into 1500 people and 2000 people. No one ever woke up and walked into an arena. No one. Yeah. Well, it just that's happened that way. Like the Beatles, uh, they played together. By the time anybody came across them and they released an album, they were so tight because they'd been playing like clubs, I think in Hamburg or something for yes. like uh, eight hours a day for seven days a week for years and right. they put in uh like their 10,000 hours you know they say uh you're supposed to put like once you put in 10,000 hours of concentrated work in anything you're a master like the Beatles had done that before anybody uh really ever heard of them before the world heard of them and uh that's you know one of those cases where a lot of people just don't realize you're not a success overnight there's a lot of work that just goes into you know years and years and years you have to spend typically before you even have your first modicum of success. And, uh, you know, I, this is, that's one of the things with um, building your fan base, um, using the tools like Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, email, uh, you do have to start from the, you know, from scratch and it can feel a little intimidating sometimes when you're looking at your competition or, you know, quote unquote competition, other artists sure. that have um, these huge followings already. And you're like, you want that, but you know, you have to realize that it takes time to get there. Well, we just had a real interesting story. There was a girl that I introduced everyone to. She's been doing Facebook lives now for three years. Her name's Don Beyer. And those who listen to me know who Don is. And just recently, a couple of weeks ago, I was at her sold out show at the Franklin theater where she sold 67 VIP 
tickets for $397 each, which covered the rental of the room. It covered her paying her band. She made money. She was able to do all this. But she asked something from the stage. She says, it's about 180, almost 200 people in this room. She goes, how many of you I've played in your living room? And <laughs> the room raised their hand. It's like she went from showing up on their Facebook page to doing house concerts to now selling out this theater. And, you know, she's doing almost $200,000 a year. And I said, how many of you would be willing to go through the process every day for three years to know that at the end of three years, you built a $200,000 a year business doing music, doing what it is that you love. And that's the problem that I find with most artists is that they haven't really set a true level of what success means to them. Because you and I both know there's a lot of people that were perceived to be successful because they had one song on the radio right. or one video that went viral, but where are they now? You know, right. are they, are they consistently making money doing their music for the majority of them? They're not, they had that one little flash in the pan. They had that one little video that went viral, but they weren't able to build a career out of it. They were just able for everyone to know who they were for a short period of time. That's not the type of artist that I'm trying to help. I don't know that that's the type of artist you're trying to help. We're trying to tell people it's like, if you can make 50 to 60 grand a year doing what it is that you love to do in music, you're making more than a lot of nurses, a lot of teachers, a lot of first year law students, and you're getting to do what it is that you love. How important is the mindset have you found with people coming into your program to kind of, I think too, a lot of the people that will invest in your program or my programs, they've already kind of switched the mindset a little bit. They tend yeah. to fall back. Sometimes we need to bring them back, but how important is this mindset? Oh, I mean, it's absolutely critical for musicians, artists, and it's tough for artists sometimes because, you know, you're a creative person. A lot of times the more creative people um, and, you know, the artistic people uh, tend to, it's not that they're not good at business, but they don't want to be good at business. Or something. They right. want to like, they want to pigeonhole themselves and say, okay, I'm just an artist. I don't want to deal with that business stuff. But the fact of the matter is a lot of, you know, it's not that hard. And, but you do have to make that mindset shift where you have to realize like, look, you have a huge opportunity in front of you, but you have to hustle. Like you have to put in some work and it doesn't require a lot of work. Like with my course, for example, I mean, you can sit down over the course of a weekend and go through all the videos and I, and, you know, set everything up step by step. And by the end of the weekend, I mean, you'll have a system in place right. where you can start having new fans uh, signing up to your email list on a daily basis. And um, it does take, you know, some, you have to sit down and do it, but it's not really hard. Uh, but you do have to have that. Uh, I mean, you do have to realize like nobody's going to do it for you. And I think most importantly, you have to realize like that this, you don't have to have a job bartending or waiting tables or delivering pizzas uh, to pay your bills so that you can do music in your spare time. I mean, with a, if you put in the effort, you put in the work, you can be making it, whether or not you become a superstar, I mean, there's an audience out there for anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I've listened to some really bizarre, I've heard some really bizarre stuff, but uh, they, they have a following. Like, people will, like, there's an audience for everybody. There's 7 billion people in the world if you can get a thousand people to spend a hundred dollars a year with you, that's a hundred thousand dollars a year. If you can get, you know, 10,000 people to spend uh, $10 a year with you. Right. So, 
Uh, I mean, the audience is out there. You just have to get in front of them. And you have to realize that with all the tools that are available at your disposal nowadays with the internet, it's not that difficult anymore. And it's not that expensive. Um, but you just need to, you know, you need to make a commitment to yourself to, you know, get yourself to that point. Well, ask yourself, why are you doing this? You know, yeah. one of the first questions that I asked you when we got on the phone was, what are your goals? What is it that you want to do? That's no different than with the artist. You know, it's like yeah. I tell people, my goal is to affect uh, millions of people with songs I never wrote or performed by teaching artists how to get their music in front of the right people. And I think that that is the, the great thing about the internet is that anybody can put music out there. The bad thing about the internet is anybody can put music. <laughs> right, right. Like, I always joke and say my mother-in-law could have a song up on Spotify this afternoon if she wanted to. That doesn't mean she deserves <laughs> to be there or needs to be there, but that ability is there. So what's going to make you stand out, I think, is the relationship that you have with your fan base. I remember uh, watching inside your program uh, the Instagram bonus stuff that you were doing. And the ability to go in and thank people and follow them and share their posts. It's like I share more stories inside my Facebook, inside my Instagram stories of other people's content than I do my own. And yeah. when I tag them properly, they're sharing it again. So they're bragging to their friends that I shared their stuff. And it's this reciprocal effect that happens. And one of the things when I started doing Instagram Live is I said, okay, I can either go to Facebook and create a lookalike audience of people just like you, or I can bring you split screen on my Instagram live, all your followers get notified that you're now live, and now I'm being introduced to them, and I did that for free. And you know how expensive, yeah, you shared a, a, a cheap way of doing Facebook ads, but you also know how expensive it can be Oh yeah, the right audience. So if you're a musician, and you're bringing your fans on and giving them that love, their followers are being notified that they're live. And now you get to introduce yourself to them and say, Hey, by the way, you know, I'm, I'm Justin, I'm a music artist and Rick's been a big supporter of my music. And Hey, I would love for you to check out my stuff. There's a link in my bio. And when I come through town, I would love to meet you. Now you've just introduced yourself to someone else's audience. And all you had to do was be nice enough to bring someone on and tell them how much you appreciate them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like with Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, it can get really expensive to run ads sometimes, but there, it is it's something you can do very affordably to get started. But then once you start to see the value of it, the long-term value of it, and you are starting to see some money coming in, then you can reinvest yeah. and everything like that. Um, but it's, it's incredible, you know, how easy it is to connect with new audiences when you do it the right way. Um, like with Instagram, like you were talking about just tagging other people in your stories. Uh, that's something that um, I'll do. I'll go out to, you know, uh, venues here in LA and uh, check out some, you know, up and coming artists and just do a little video of them on stage, tag them. And then, you know, they repost it and then you just, you get instant exposure to a whole new audience. And I mean, that's the same type of stuff that all musicians can be doing. If you, you know, see a musician that you like, uh, you know, record them on your story, tag them, and then they'll share it with their audience as well. And that's completely free. You know, it, it just takes you having the, the understanding of how to use the tools that are readily available to you. It's yeah. right there on your phone. You are your own media mogul with your phone. You've got your own videographer, photographer, PR firm, bank, you know, there's so many, <laughs> hell, yeah. you can record on your phone now. You know, there's so many different 
tools that are available. And I just appreciate the fact that you're out there teaching folks how to use these tools in such a simplistic way. Uh, what's the best way for people to connect with you if they want to find out more about you? Well, um, so right now I'm uh, trying to post regularly to my YouTube channel. So if you go to youtube.com slash jam mob, that's J-A-M-M-O-B. Uh, check out the videos there. There's a lot of free stuff. Um, if you go to uh, musicpromotionmachine.com, that's where the course that we've been talking about is available. Um, and at musicpromotionmachine.com slash blueprint, you can get access to a free blueprint. It's 100% free. So uh, you just enter your email address and it basically gives you the outline of what you would learn inside the course. It gives you all the nuts and bolts, the important stuff. Uh, so you can understand you know, a little bit more about how email marketing works, how you can, uh, why it's important and how you can grow uh, email lists using automation tools. And then if you do need a little bit of additional help, uh, if you want to have, um, you know, step-by-step -step videos that walk you through the entire process, musicpromotionmachine.com has that along with uh, some additional training of on how to use Facebook ads. And I'll walk you through campaigns step-by-step, uh, -step, how to set that sort of stuff up. And also I've got a new Instagram at uh, Instagram. It's uh, at jam mob social. So J A M M O B social. Um, so I would definitely appreciate any follows on Instagram. Yeah. And we'll go ahead and tag all of that inside the show notes and definitely subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, I watched a great video uh, that you just did on SEO search engine optimization. Also your Spotify playlist one is, is very good. And he puts a lot of time in this and what, what, by him doing this, what it does is it saves you time. And I know that's what all of you want. All of you want to be able to get the skill set without having to spend a lot of time learning things that aren't important to you. So what he does is there's not a lot of fluff in his stuff. It's like right to the point and it teaches. I enjoy watching them. That's what inspired me to reach out and, you know, go to your website and send you an email and say, hey, I would love to connect and put you on my podcast because I think what you're doing is very valuable. It's very important, and I think it's important that you guys get your information uh, from the good guys. Not that I'm going to point out any of the bad guys, but uh, if I'm going to turn you guys on to someone, uh, it's someone that I've vetted myself. Matter of fact, like I said, I invested in his program when I found it like six months ago uh, just because of the simplicity of it, because I can overcomplicate things as well. I know a lot of you go, oh, wait, Rick, you, you overcomplicate things too? Oh, yeah, I'm human. It's called being a human being. And right now, it's like I always tell people, if we can support people like Justin, that I don't have to go out and learn all the stuff that he already knows. So please go out, grab his free resources. If what he says makes sense to you, make that investment in yourself. I'm not telling you to make the investment in him. He's already making an investment in himself by providing this quality information. You need to make an investment in yourself. So go out and check his stuff. I super appreciate you taking uh, time out of your day to share here on the podcast. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. Yeah, thanks, Rick. It's really good talking to you. I really appreciate uh, you having me on. Thank you so much for listening. Now, if you found value, please subscribe. If you know someone who could benefit from this podcast, please share. Also, I would love if we could follow each other on socials. Just follow me on whatever platform you use. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rick Barker Music. Message me that you listen to the podcast, and I will follow you back. Until next time, Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there.